All right, my name is Ray Binkowski, smallbusinesstogrow.com, sharing best practices from other executives and entrepreneurs. I've got Rich Brecklin and Chris Fisher that are both former law enforcement professionals. What that means is they were police officers. Now they're both in real estate and they're also something really cool called the 10-7 Project. So 10-7 uh, Project. I guess what is it and how did it how did that happen? Well, like any good idea, a buddy and I were sitting around drinking bourbon and we were like, <laughs> hey, what's going on in the world is terrible. Cops are be being treated like shit. What if we just created a way for them to stop having to work in law enforcement or find a better retirement gig or, you know, make uh, more money part time than what they're doing directing traffic or working bars at three o'clock in the morning? I thought good ideas started with beer. So it's bourbon. Oh, trust me. <laughs> Make the like, switch. Make the here's switch. my mistake right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we, we get the bad idea. All right. I got it. So, so you kind of create, said, you, so you looked at it and said, law enforcement, though I like it, um, maybe there's other opportunities and maybe there's something else I can do. And I think many times, regardless of career or profession, but especially true of law enforcement, a lot of people in that field look at it and say, well, if I don't do this, what, what else can I do? And you guys said, well, there, there's got to be other things. And you've kind of defined some of those other things. Yeah. I, one of the things that I'm really uh, fond of saying is that police officers already know how to ask people they don't know questions that are none of their business, which is essentially the gist of being successful in real estate. So cops have already been taught how to how to communicate with people on a level that most people don't really understand. So, you know, they know how to move quickly and, and seamlessly through different personality types and how to communicate with different people in different ways. So with them already having that skill set, real estate's a really good fit for them. And we found that um, the cops that come in are really, really successful really, really quickly because it's just a business that's very suited to their skill set. So, and in, in, in I, would, I would have to agree. I think uh, we see this with, with law enforcement. We see it with military where it's almost like they feel they're typecast in that area and, they're, and they look right past all of the training and communication that they've had, all of the scenarios that they've been in in a training and classroom environment, and then how much time they've spent in the field interacting with the public. So talking to people of all sizes, shapes, backgrounds, education, and at the end of the day, they tend to be pretty good at it. Yeah, for and, sure. One of the things that happens, in, like from day one of being a cop, they tell you things like, well, you're a cop because you don't know how not to be one, or this is who you are as a person instead of it being a job. They, they convince you that it's a lifestyle that you have to live and you'll never be happy without it. And it's the same way with the military. But once you figure out that your identity is not tied to what you do and you learn a very specific and very useful skill set in those career fields, um, the sky's really the limit for people. So, in, and then, I mean, if I'm hearing what you're saying correctly, and I just kind of want to under underscore this, like you guys can both say as former police officers that, your experience in that field, one, 
um, you were a police officer and that was your job, but that doesn't define your every fiber of being. But then two, there's skills that allowed you to be good in law enforcement that transfer right over to real estate. Like you have a, a skill set where you can go use it over here. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I was one of those guys who, who was a lifer cop. Like I thought that was all I was going to ever do. And until the moment I was sitting in front of that doctor that said, you can't be a cop anymore. It was like, that was my life's plan. So um, I believed fully that my entire identity was tied up in law enforcement. And it was pretty earth shattering when, when somebody told me that I couldn't be a cop anymore. Um, but it took me a while, but once I figured out that, you know, Chris Fisher's a dad, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a husband, you know, he's a friend, he's a brother, he's a father. Like I'm not a cop. Like that is not my identity. And once I figured that out and started working towards, um, being successful in another career field, I very quickly found out that, like I said, I've said it a couple different times, those skill sets that I learned in law enforcement were very, very beneficial in real estate. 100%. So for, so for the, the, um, law enforcement community that might see this and and i, I believe this is true and, and this is probably in part my my entrepreneur dna that that i think i have which is i've always looked at things and said i'm just going to go do this like and i left great paying engineering and engineering management sales management jobs to go start my own thing um but for a lot of people and i think it's especially true in law enforcement because of pension benefits and the likelihood you're getting laid off is highly unlikely. And it's hard for people to leave that, but it's true for every career. People are like, well, what am I going to do? Or I'd never be able to do that. Or I, I'd give this up. But I think what you're saying is, listen, you guys that are in law enforcement, you have some marketable skills. Some of those skills work in real estate and you may struggle to believe this, but being a police officer doesn't define you and you can go do something else and you can make a living. Yeah. That's pretty much so the gist of it. 10, seven project. So what are you guys doing with that? What, what is so, the 10, seven project? So the 10, seven project is really simple. We've, we've made arrangements with other professionals in the real estate business, like uh, the CE shop. We've worked out deals to get people breaks on, on the cost of, of obtaining their license. And we've, we've created this thing where, you know, you go to our website at 107project.com, you enter your information, we bring you into a Facebook group, we speak to you directly on a regular basis, we motivate you, make sure you're doing what needs to be done to get successful and get through the real estate process or the licensing process. We help you at each step of the way. And then once you become licensed and you decide to join us at the 107 project, we bring you into the project and we have an entire coaching system we call the tactical agent system that coaches you how to be successful, successful in real estate and kind of shortcuts the entire process that, that took, you know, Rich and I years to, to achieve success in real estate uh, by doing a lot of the wrong things with a lot of passion. Uh, we figured out that you can alter the way you do those things and have success more quickly and more sustainably over time. So kind of to draw on one of the examples Rich used in regards to social media and your YouTube channel in Peoria, Rich, this, this would be a lesson and a shortcut and a time saver. Like, hey, listen, 
don't build a YouTube channel that you share with all of your friends and family and all over Facebook with people that are never going to buy or list with you. Here's a better way. Get excited about your YouTube channel, but use it for real estate. Yeah, there's just, uh, if this was available when I first got licensed, um, I would have been doing this, I mean, way sooner. I would have been a full-time agent way sooner. I would have saved a shit ton of money. I can't, I bet I've wasted, I don't know, $60,000 on systems and trial and things that just didn't work and aren't the best use of time. Um, I also, I probably, honestly, I wouldn't have cold calls if I learned some different techniques, like from Mike and Chris. So Mike Edwards, the other, uh, him and Chris are the kind of creators of the 107 project, but there's different strategies that I was never taught. But now these new guys, these new agents, they get to learn, you know, pretty much, hey, we've already spent the money, made the mistakes for you. Follow this system and you will have success. And either, you know, if you don't want to leave the PD, you don't have to, but you can, you know, you don't have to go work side jobs for, you know, 30 bucks an hour. You can go get commissions for 10,000 a pop. And and that's kind of when we look at what I'm trying to do with smallbusinesstogrow.com, it's it's taking the wheel that someone else has already painfully shaped and crafted and saving someone from spending 60000 to learn what doesn't work. It's like, hey, take take the wheel and go roll. Like you don't need, don't, don't blow the 60 grand. We've already done it. So that that's kind of what you guys are doing with the 107 project. What's the timetable? So if I'm if I'm a police officer, uh, you guys seem to it, something's magical about 13 for some reason. It sounds like 13 years on the job, if you will. Uh, so what like if I say if I reach out to you guys and say, hey, listen, I've been on the job for 13 years. Um, I think I want to try something different. I believe maybe maybe I can do some other things. You guys seem to think that we can transition to real estate. How long does it take me to go? I call you today. How many months is it on average for me to be licensed and to be, and I'm not asking you for when am I going to make a million dollars? It's just, how long does it take somebody where they've, they've decided to make a change to get licensed and to be working in real estate? Is it three months? Is it six? Is it a year? Well, I, there's two points to make here. One, you know, this, this that we're doing the 107 project, the tactical agent system is not a magic pill. Like it, it is a shortcut. It's a roadmap. You still have to do the work, right? So you have to do what we tell you to do to be successful. But if you actually take the time and, and put in the effort to do what we're telling you to do, I typically tell people you're looking at like three to six months to start making money. Um, and then six months to a year before you make a decent living. And then 18 months, you're making more money. You know what to do with if you do it consistently and you do the work that's necessary. And what, how long does it take to get licensed? What's the timetable to get licensed? That varies greatly by state. So like by the state, state of Michigan is a 40 hour course. Um, the, the state of Texas is a 180 hour course. Um, so, but it's just how quickly you can complete those courses that are, that are required in your state. And then a couple of different, you know, you got to get your background check and you've some states require fingerprinting and, uh, clearance from the state. And, you know, so most people can do it in like four to six weeks. I did it in nine days. So it just kind of depends on, you know, what your, what your goals are and how willing you, you are to push on it. So state dependent in regards to what hoops you have to jump through to satisfy licensure 
But once you have that license, it's probably four to six months before you have some revenue coming in and probably six to 12 months before you're, you're making money. And then 18 months where you're, you've probably surpassed your best year in law enforcement, even including your overtime pay. Is that oh, reasonable? Yeah. yeah. Any, any, uh, like what would, what are the top three things you guys would tell somebody? It's you guys, uh, let's say at year 10 and, and rich, I don't know when you made detective, but, you know, you're starting to, to climb the ladder, uh, but you're, you might have those questions and doubts about, I don't know that I want to do this forever. And, and we don't need to get into today's uh, climate in regards to law enforcement, but clearly today there's probably a lot more people asking those questions a lot sooner. Like what are the top three things you'd say to yourself back at that point in your career? Or even uh, Chris, in your point, you, you were you were thinking that law enforcement was your career till you retired, but what would you, what would you tell yourself? Top three things. Top, top three things. Um, one, I would say you are more than the badge you wear on your chest. Okay. Um, two, you know, um, you have a unique skill set. even though you think you're only good at one thing, you have a unique skill set that can translate to a lot of different industries, not just real estate. And three, um, your pension and your benefits is an anchor. It is meant to trap you in the role that they want you to play for minimal pay. Um, you can easily surpass that part of your, your law enforcement benefits in the private sector without even really trying. Rich, what about you? Yeah, uh, don't overthink it. Don't... Uh, don't think, you know, that short, when I look at like stuff like, uh, you know, oh, you're going to get promoted or, oh, like I'm, I'm making this much money in my current job, whatever that job is in law enforcement. But don't let that short term, you know, feeling outweigh that long term feeling with, especially when it comes to your family and your time. Because once you're gone, uh, you're just a number. No one, no one cares. And I mean this with, you know, departments don't care about you, but you're just, you're filling a hole. So don't give them more than they're going to give you. Because at the end of the day, you quit, die, whatever. Uh, there's going to be someone else take your spot and no one's going to remember who you are anyway. Um, two, like kind of what Chris said, like we have skill sets. And one thing that's kind of unique about with law enforcement is not much bothers us. For um, most, you don't see a lot of the uh, agents who are cops or former cops, like getting upset, yelling at agents. It's like, all right, well, this is a, a problem. I'm hired to solve a problem let's reverse engineer it and how am i going to solve this problem and that's why i tell my clients when i'm selling their home all right you have a problem you know you want to sell your house we need to find a buyer well, how many showings do we need all right how do we get those showing just the same with you know any problem can i control it yes or no and it's kind of the same with law enforcement um and then too you know put put yourself first you know if if you love law enforcement but you don't want to spend money you need money or you know whatever your financial goals are and you don't want to go work all the overtime and, you know, put yourself susceptible to you know, lawsuits and getting hurt or, you know, whatever, um, you know, real estate, you can make a lot more than, then, you know, $34 an hour side job money than you could, you know, do anything else. And without, and typically for law enforcement, oftentimes in, in maybe your, maybe your side job is the trades. 
and a lot of the trades jobs have, in, have inherent risk. And then oftentimes a lot of the side jobs are, are somehow tied back to the fact that you're a licensed police officer and you can carry a sidearm and you have the training, which means you're doing some type of security or something of that nature, which comes with risk that is, is not common for a lot of other jobs. Um, and yeah. I would imagine you don't have that risk with real estate. <laughs> I don't yeah, think we have you need to carry a sidearm. I mean, I've, I got sued four times as a cop, never successfully. Um, you know, I've been punched as a cop. I, I've never been punched as a real estate agent yet. Uh, and I've never been sued. So interesting. What are, what, do you, what do you guys think three mistakes are? So again, you're talking to that, that officer. And I won't say young officer because I think it happens at all places along the career continuum. But so young officer, old officer, what do you say to that officer that is already contemplating maybe there's something else out there for me. Like what are the three mistakes that you see those guys or gals make where they're like, they're asking the question, maybe I should do something else. What are the three pitfalls that they, you commonly see them fall into the three mistakes. They pigeonhole themselves into a security related field um, because they don't realize how much their soft skills transfer into other places. Um, they they tend to fall back on something like a I'll go get my degree in criminal justice or you know emergency management or homeland security you know they just they keep tying it back to their identity as as a person um, three that's another big uh, they they're afraid to to take the risk which is really strange because police are so risk averse when it comes to helping other people but when it comes to helping themselves and their own families. Um, they are very risk averse. Like the sense. biggest like, surprise yeah. out of this whole project is yeah. how many cops are afraid of taking that risk. Like, like we all know what goes into a job, but how mm -hmm. scared some are to like make that leap. Like, you're not going to die by leaving yeah. your career. Like, no one's going to hurt you here. <laughs> yeah. We're all friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rich, same, same thing. Same three questions are uh, three mistakes you see. Uh, the crabs in the bucket. You know, so when you start telling people like, oh, I'm going to do this or anything big, so many people want to, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so, he tried that. Or, yeah, there's a lot of agency. Like when I move, when I'm moving here to Phoenix, I'm like, oh, there's, there's a lot of fucking agents. There's a lot of agents there. Like, it's so competitive. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm sure there'll be more tomorrow and more. And yeah, you do think of that. But I mean, anytime you're doing something big, there's going to be someone who wants to pull you back down just so you don't get too far ahead. So don't pay attention to, you know, the, the negative people in your life unless there's someone who's got real substance to add um uh, shiny object shiny object syndrome which is uh i i love new things i love spending money on dumb shit uh i've spent a lot of money on you know the newest bad whatever like anything like there's so much stuff i've spent money on i don't even i never even use like that like a lot like it's i can't even write it down there's so much but <laughs> that is huge. Like, especially for new guys, because they were like, all right, what's the easy path I can take? Or, oh, this is guaranteeing this success or this or this. Like, don't spend that money. Like, it's better off going and buy someone lunch every day and you'll get a lot more business than you would with whatever system, whatever is trying to sell you. Third one. Oh, man. 
Yeah, and kind of like what Chris said, like so many guys like think like that's all they can do, and then they just want to stay doing that. And I mean, a law enforcement degree is the dumbest degree you can ever get. I have a law enforcement degree. It was the biggest. Uh, I mean, it was awesome. I had a really good time at Western Illinois University, <laughs> but nothing from my degree taught me anything about being a cop. I learned more from when I was a bartender. Uh, that you know, that got taught me more education than what I learned at Western Illinois University uh, for criminal justice. So <laughs> don't do that. I think that's I, th I think that's true. Unfortunately, of of most degrees, the. However, I think the degree gives you a ticket to get on the ride. And I think that getting on the law enforcement ride allowed you to realize, I don't really want to do this forever. And to Chris's point, I think it gave you some skill sets and gave you a lot of practice at them that it's allowed you to do well in real estate. Um, but yeah, the actual degree is irrelevant. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I, I drink a lot of beer. I met my wife. But yeah, as far as like the learning, like it's just not, it wasn't applicable. Then same with, you know, pretty much the real estate course you take, you'll use maybe what, 1% of what you learn. If, if you're lucky. lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky, it's just, Hey, it's an end to a means. Got to do it. Move on for a stamp. And then once in, in back to the 10, seven project, once somebody is, is on that path, you guys have the ability to really, I mean, you, you both have probably made enough mistakes seen enough things that just are a bad idea and can save people the time and say, Hey, look, you don't, don't spend the money on that. Like you, you're going to need to spend money on growing your business, but that's, that's a loser. We tried it. Like, here's a better way do this. Yeah. What, what that, Chris and Mike put together is unreal. So like, if I had that available to me when I was just licensed, I would have been out of there way sooner. Like, way sooner so the guys who had this i don't say a gift presented to them like hey this is all put together for you and for free and by people that think like you talk like you you know can relate to you um man, I, I i just wished it was available to them but it's pretty cool to see these people these new you know agents cops come um, get licensed go through it and now you know one text to me she's made you know more money on one deal than she would have made in a year's worth of overtime which is significant. And for, you know, th this segment will probably be geared toward or and or shared with law enforcement that get it. But for people that don't exist in that space, they don't have family members, they don't have husbands or wives or parents that have worked in that space. They don't realize, but a lot of law enforcement employees work as much overtime as they can because they have to. And then they typically have side jobs. So if you have somebody that in one transaction, one deal has made their overtime wages for the year, that's huge. Oh, yeah. Another thing I want to be really clear about too, is we've kind of expanded the 107 project because we've got a lot of people like firefighters and communications officers and corrections officers and uh, even, you know, veterans and EMS workers, they've all reached out to us and been like, hey, can you help me? I really want to do this. And we felt like it was pretty unfair to kind of limit it to cops. So we are, we have expanded it to anybody that has ever at any point in time worked in public safety of any kind. Um, so I want to make sure that's clear. But yeah, um, people, people really don't recognize, you know, you'll see people actually complain about law enforcement salaries because they'll 
see this news article where this one guy made $170,000. What they don't see is that he's working seven days a week, 16 hours a day, picking up every overtime shift he could possibly pick up and, you know, working himself to literally to death to get that. And it's very, very rare. Um, so, yeah, you don't see a lot of retired cops. No, the average police officer dies at 55. That's 18 years sooner than the average person in the U.S. It's the only it's the only profession that has a direct link to metabolic syndrome. Fifty percent of your retirees, and this is a dated stat, and I and I will say this as I recall it, but fifty percent are dead within I, I think five or ten years of retirement, and the list goes on and on and on. So there's a lot. Uh, it, it is a challenging profession, and that hundred seventy thousand straight time might have been a hundred grand. But that person probably picked up seventy thousand or sixty thousand in overtime work, which means what you just said, they weren't getting a day off. Right. And they put up sixty grand in overtime and uh, you know one hundred twenty grand in medical bills down the road when they have a heart attack. Exactly, or cancer, or both, and and that's that's the typical route. Um, as well as to Chris's point, and I think this is significant. Uh, a lot of people in that field, I think, do identify as that. And when that's taken away, I yet retirement. So they put 30 years on the job and they retire. Now there's a big question as to who they are, because they're no longer they're no longer functioning in that law enforcement capacity, which is how they had always identified themselves. And now that's gone. And, and I think that plays a significant issue as well. Uh, with the mortality rate in retirement and rate of mortality relative to when they retire, which is, which is unfortunate. So, and I was going to ask, is it open to other people? So the answer is yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. 10-7 project. It sounds like anybody, emergency responder, things of that nature, you guys are available. That's something that people can be a part of. Military, yeah, and if they're, connected, so if they're connected to the to the family, like they're a spouse, spouse of a law enforcement officer or something like that, or a, a firefighter, we, we want all those people to come in. We, we changed our goal. So when we initially started the 10-7 project, it was we want to help a thousand cops. Today, it's we want to help 10,000 people. So, so when did you guys start? We... We started kicking around the idea probably around June of last year. We actually, pro- I think we officially launched it in uh, maybe August or September. How many people have you signed up? Are you willing to share that? Yeah, so 77 people have gotten licensed. Um, we have another 140 or so that we know about in school and another 1,400 that are, that are working on the process trying to figure it out. So I would say it's it's safe, reasonable that you're going to see your thousand police officers, and you probably will see the ten thousand plus without a doubt across all all careers. That's huge. Yeah. So what what I think is happening, you know, is is like anything else. You've got the early adopters, the people who buy it immediately. Um, so that's those seventy seven people who went all in right out the gate and started working. And now those guys are having success and now we're seeing other people go, well, okay, so it does work. I'm going to try it now. And, and that's what's going to happen. It's the, the growth in it's going to accelerate pretty rapidly, I think. 
especially as word gets out. Um, I, know, I know I've talked to Rich about this. I've shared this with a number of people. Um, some of them are, on, are still on the fence and hopefully will fall over to the other side of the fence and say, you know what, I can do, I can do more than what I'm currently doing. Uh, what's your, when we look at what you guys do now, compare and contrast, like work's work. And, and entrepreneurs, regardless of what their business is in, a lot of times people that think they're going to be a business owner and be an entrepreneur, they, they think that you're just going to get rich and you don't work. You still fucking work. Like you're, you're still going to get up. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to train. You're going to shower. You're going to eat and you're going to, you're going to get to the office. It's just the way it is. Um, but when we look at your guys' work days now versus when you're on the job in law enforcement, what are the days <laughs> like? I mean, I'm going to flip my camera outside real quick. Yeah, I, I, all right. <laughs> we have nice guys and restaurants all over. Um, I mean, that's not saying we just go hang out all day, but like, yeah, we work. It's <laughs> uh, I don't if you do real weird. estate right, your job is to drink bourbon or, in your case, beer. With uh, I with didn't butter. say I didn't I like bourbon. I just like... did, <laughs> I didn't know we had to do bourbon to get the good <laughs> it idea. It doesn't feel like. Yeah, I've worked a, a way harder. Like I worked way harder for a like a fraction of the money. Like way harder and willingly. And this is not real. I want to say it's not real work. Yeah, it sounds bad. Well, it's and this there is there is effort involved. Don't get me wrong. You have to you have to put a lot of effort in, um, especially in the beginning. That's where you're working. You know, 60, 70 hours a week building. And then once you get to a certain point, it kind of goes on autopilot and things just kind of take care of themselves. Um, it's like a snowball. So initially you have to start working really hard to build that small uh, snowball to get it rolling. And then it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And, builds. and then it, it's just kind of takes on a life of its own. That's how, that's how real estate works. But you can never really take your foot off the gas, but putting your foot on the gas is more of a maintenance thing at that point and keeping it moving, but it's... But if we compare and contrast it, it's not shift work, correct? Right, yeah. I'm not like... So you're not working thirds. Yeah, I'm not cursing because I have to go into work. Like, like, all right, I gotta go. Like, I'll be back later. Talk to you guys later. You don't have to go to court on your day off. Um, no. Rich, you might, because yeah. you're far. You're not far enough away yet, but you yeah, might, you might still know. get served. Um, but so you're not you're not giving up days off because you're you have to go, you have to appear in court. You're not working third shift. Uh, you're not working a 12-hour shift, 6A to 6P, and, and getting a call at 5 or at 17.45, so 15 minutes before shift end, and that holds you over until 9 o'clock at night. Like, that, that yep, probably right. doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, no. And one of the things that we're really big on in the 10-7 project and, and the tactical agent system is managing your time and controlling it. Um, so... Yes, you will have to work. We we kind of do instead of like work life balance, it's more like work life integration. So when I take, you know, I, like this weekend, I'm going to a client's. Um, they're having some kind of co-ed baby shower thing. So I'm gonna go check that out and, and you know take a gift and do all that stuff. And yeah, I'm just hanging out with somebody that I actually like. Like he's a good guy. I like hanging out with him. I consider him a friend. But it's also kind of a work thing, right? So. You, you kind of meld those two worlds together and then you're able to kind of spend time with people you like doing things you enjoy and have a nexus back to business with it. 
instead of going to that shower and then having to punch in at six in the evening because you're working six to six or going home at six, sleeping for three hours, getting up at nine, taking a shower and leaving at nine 30 to work all night. Right. Yep. Interesting. So what else should I know about the 10 seven project? What else do you want people to know about it? Well, you know, it's, it's legitimately, um, you know, we have Mike and I, Rich, um, is, is one of our, what we consider an FTO, field training officer for learning how to do uh, real estate. Um, it's genuinely just three regular dudes who were cops that made a lot of money in real estate and became super successful in it. And they just want to help other people. Like there's no, there's no strings attached. There's no, like, if you don't, you know, you know, how can we screw you over to make money or whatever? It's just cops helping cops and, you know, the truth is, yeah, if you're successful, we'll make money. It, it's true, but um, you'll make a lot more than we will. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's a benefit. And it sounds like, too, though, and in, in this is once anyone's been in business for themselves for any length of time, you realize, one, your time is extremely valuable. And in the less time you can spend having to figure out how things work, the more money you're going to make. And it's not even just the more sales you have, it, your expenses go down. Um, I mean, we've, we've lit $70,000 on fire with Facebook ads. And I could tell you a lot about what to not, not to do with Facebook ads. And I can be honest, I would have gladly given someone 10 grand and say, here's take my money and just save me the 60,000 that I would lose on my own on top of this. So it sounds like you yeah. guys have a system and you can kind of help people navigate and avoid the, the mistakes and in, in losing that time. So Rich, you said that yeah, it's, it's the 10-7 like project. Go ahead. I was going to say, I like to say that, you know, we have a playbook. All you have to do is run the play. It's that simple. It, and I think Rich, you, you would be a great, I mean, a case study. So you did it on your own and, and you did pretty well. But if, if you had had something like, the 107 project the day you got started how much sooner would you have gotten yeah. to where uh, you are? I, mean, I, had, I had nothing like there was just like oh you know just there was no real guy there was no guidance it was me just trying to figure stuff out and you know it cost me a lot of money a lot of time there's no one really in my corner who you know what i love about the tents like though there's no one more invested in like we want these people to succeed you know like hands-on succeed because when they succeed, we win. But I didn't have any of that. So there's no one who was like showing me, hey, here's what you got to do. This is, yeah, here's how to fill out a contract. But we don't really even do that. But if there was stuff that shows like how to actually grow a business, how to get clients, here's how to you know, make real estate work. There was none of that for me. It was all stuff I had to figure out on my own until I ran into the right people. Um, but it cost me you know, a lot of money and time in the, mean, you know, in the process. Where as this, it's, you know, we're showing and we're involved and we you know, communicate regularly with these people and, you know, we're there when they have questions. So you think it, it, if you had this starting out, it, it would have saved you, what, a year, a year and a half? A lot. I want to be talking to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I would have been, uh, I would have been retired and uh, like retired from everything. I, I would have had, yeah, I would have fast tracked everything. So, and I guess for people that are out there watching, um, 
it's, I mean, you have skills. If you're in any of them or in any field, that doesn't matter what you're doing. You're taught something, you've learned something. There's value in that. And if we cherry, cherry pick law enforcement, we look at the 10-7 project, those of you that may be watching this that have been in law enforcement, maybe you're already retired, I don't know, but if you're in law enforcement, the government, a city, a county, a state, the federal government has invested a ton of money in you in training and coaching. You've got real experience in the field that these guys are saying it legitimately transfers over to real estate and you can go do something else. Like you're not typecast at only being a cop. Yep. Yeah. Law enforcement, military, fire, just, you know, all have discipline on what they do for work. And, and I like what you guys said too, is like, if you try this, you're not going to die. It's, you know, that fear of doing something different. It's like, you're not, you don't run the risk of going to the closing. I suppose it could happen um, in today's day and time, but for the most part, you're not going to the closing and getting shot at. No. Right. You're not going to die from drinking bourbon with Chris. Right. Like, you, get, you go to the closing, you execute some documents and you leave with a check or you pick up your phone, you look at your mobile bank account and you see that there was a wire transfer and you got a commission. Yeah, yep. that's, that's pretty much it. And the barrier of entry into real estate is extremely low. I mean, you know, you're talking, depending on your part of the country, $1,500 to $3,500 all in to start a profitable business. You close one home in that area and you're in the black. What other business can you start at that? I mean, you, you run a podcast called Small Business to Grow. Do you know any other business that you can start for $3,500 and have one transaction be in the black? No. No. In Prostitution I mean, is about it. <laughs> 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 Neither one of us are going to make any money, so. In 49 <laughs> states, there's laws against that. So that's out of the, that's out of the picture. <laughs> but you know, and, that's, and, and I think, uh, I, I think you guys are right. I think it's, it's low cost, but the big thing is like, I, I'm big on systems and that's, that's what we do. We consult with small businesses. And if you can, if you can pick up someone else's wheel and just start applying that in your business, it's going to save you time, which, which is priceless. It's going to save you money on expenses, making mistakes, figuring out what doesn't work. And it's going to allow you to invest your time and your money on what does work. And it sounds like that's what you guys are, are basically making available. And it's, so what's the, and I don't know if you guys want to share any of this, but where do you guys make money? Because I think some people are going to watch this and say, well, the, well they're making money. So where, where do you guys get paid? I get paid in repeat and referral based business. So my entire business, I don't spend, I spend $0 on advertising. I don't, uh, I don't buy leads. I don't do any of that stuff. I just build relationships with people, nurture those relationships and turn those relationships into gold. That's all I do. I think he means at the 10, seven, where do we get paid? Oh, where do we get? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have a partnership with a brokerage called EXP. It's in all 50 States and 11 different countries or maybe 12. Now I think we just added Panama. But um, they, so any brokerage you work for takes a portion of your commission. And that's how they get paid. Well, EXP pays us a portion of that for bringing you to EXP. I mean, that's essentially how we get paid. So whatever you're paying EXP, they give us a little piece of, and that's how we get paid on it. So you guys aren't making extra on top of that? No, uh -uh. 
we do not charge. That was that's why we chose EXP because there are other national brokerages we could have gone to, but EXP allowed us to do it in a way where we could be compensated for our time, but not have to charge pops money to teach them how to sell real estate. So we don't charge them anything. So and that's so so for people looking at this that are considering exiting their career and, and giving this a chance or at least learning more. I think there's that that's huge. So you're not being paid for your time for the 107 project directly. It's simply going to be kind of a revenue share from EXP, which by the way, if you go into real estate, you're not going to start out as a managing broker or the owner of the brokerage. So you're going you know, to be about. sharing a percent with whoever your whoever's office you you hung your right. shingle on. I mean, so <laughs> that's one more barrier that's completely removed. So you have a low cost of entry, three, $4,000 to go get licensed in your state. You're going to get access to you guys with a proven process that works. And they don't, it's not like here, you're going to go be a, an agent in EXP, three to four grand, your license, you become part of this EXP and then give us $20,000 and we'll teach you how to do it. You're like, no, go get, go get licensed. You're going to be part of EXP. You're going to join our Facebook group and then just execute what we give you. It works. And if you have questions, I'm, I'm guessing if they have questions, they can call you. Yeah. Everybody in the project has my phone number. I answer when they call, I call back. Um, there's, there's, like I said, there's about 1400 people that are going through everything. Um, my phone number is posted where they can see it. They call me all the time. They shoot me Facebook DMs. They text me and um, I make myself as available as possible. I mean, I still got to go run my business, but I, I've never told anybody no, and nobody's ever waited more than a couple hours for a callback. So, I think that's awesome, and and I I think to your point about the cost and barrier to entry for people that haven't started or haven't owned a business um, for three to four thousand dollars to get licensed and join a realty group, which you're going to do anyways, and there's going to be a, a revenue share. And if you've ever bought and sold a home, you already know that the agents, the brokers, they all get a percent and it's split up. So that's going to happen regardless of, of where you go, except through the 10-7 project, you get this kind of toolbox that's loaded with systems and tools to help you be successful. This is almost a no-brainer. Yeah, they're getting free coaching where you know, I've probably spent close to $50,000 on different coaching programs, courses, mentor. I know Chris has probably spent a shit ton of money. Yeah. And it's all stuff that they get for free um, and they don't have to spend any money. Yeah, I spend about $3,000 a month on coaching, so. So that's huge. And that's, mm -hmm. and, and again, for for those that have never owned and operated a business, the, the costs start adding up. And if you can have somebody help you avoid wasting money and only spend it on what works, that's huge. And if you're looking at, well, I wanna start my own business and exit this field of employment, uh, there's a, I mean, you, you start looking at the cost to run your own business and the cost of the mistakes. I mean, it's nothing to spend thousands on rents, utilities, insurance, employees, advertising, that doesn't work until you figure out what does. Um, and you guys, it sounds like you're just getting, you, you kind of say here, join our group. Here's the tools. Go do it. Go do it. That's pretty much it. I'm in. I'm signed. I, I, how do I sign cool. up? What do I got to do?
Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. 7projects.com.